Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. And I'm going to ignore the niceties and the intros and the salutations this time around because, uh, man, do we have a long show, long road ahead of us, Scott. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try and rapid fire through some of the news items for everybody, and then we're going to get into what I'm sure everyone's excited to hear about, and that's the remainder of the Wave 2 spoilers, which is actually really cool. And I'm I'm a little surprised that we got them all dropped in this fashion this week as opposed to next week, but I'm glad we got it, and we'll get into that in a few moments. But as I mentioned, real quick, the early on news items. So to coincide with Wave 2, if you are a store or you want to get your store interested or anything like that, well, the Wave 2 promo material is out on the WPN network. So I just wanted to call that out. Uh, if you were paying attention or not paying attention to Toy Fair, the packaging, at least, for Devastator, so people could physically see, I don't know if they could touch the box that the Devastator set is going to be in, which is kind of cool. There are definitely pictures out there. You can find them relatively easily. And then the third thing is we're going to, and this kind of segues into some of the other stuff, Wizards has been releasing articles from the design team through Facebook regarding some of the cards that were dropped in this big bulk dump for lack of a way to bit that lack of a better way to put it uh we're getting some insight into the design thoughts we've seen a few of these before which is also really cool again we we mentioned it on other shows but it is really nice that the design team is willing to speak with everyone either such as our interview with drew and john or when they've spoken with other content creators we're doing these they seem to be much more open in speaking with the general community that I've seen with other games. Are you getting that sense also, Scott? Like, did you get a chance to look at these? Yeah, I read, I read each one that came out, uh, at least this week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So they, if you want to check those out, like I said, they're over on the main mothership Facebook page. Uh, and we're, since we got so much to cover, I don't want to go too far into them because some of them are, well, all of them are directly relating to cards. We're going to talk about anyway. Right. Now, one of the things we do want to get into before we get directly into the cards, because it, it actually influences our evaluation of these is the well we got a new rules drop scott and there are including one that i believe was actually last night as a clarification to uh some of the cards that some of the grouped cards we'll call them specifically the ones for tech research uh there were there were a bunch of clarifications for how some of the combiners work and how they interact with i still functions specifically and also what does or does not work for tech research related upgrades. So you and I had talked a little bit about this offline, Scott. Personally, I I understand where they came from. It logically makes sense. I don't inherently have a problem with it from a rules perspective on either of them. I would have liked the combiner I still function one to work a little bit differently. And I have some reservations personally about the design philosophy behind the tech research related cards but as a a ruling it seems okay how, how where do you lie on this one or either of them uh, i disagree with both of them okay <laughs> um and i wrote them about the i still function ruling because i guess now what they're gonna have to rule in general is if you i still function back any combiner piece the entire combiner just dies and end of term. So if that's how they want it to work, then fine. Then the card is just not playable in a combiner deck. Right. Um, and that which, may be intentional. Which is bad. 
Right. Well, but I mean, it, it didn't do much outside of Dreadwing other than basically healing the Combiner from one hit point because it would have one less hit point than full damage when it was in play. Right. Uh, if you were able to actually, you know, play, play additional action and, and, and play um, the Enigma. So I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fan of the way that they ruled this. Um, that like, if you, I still function back one of the Dreadwing pieces that Dreadwing would then have to be KO'd. Um, right. Because I, because I feel like, I feel like I still function puts a state base for, to use magic terms, but I don't really know what else to use. Uh, puts a state base effect on the card and right. that card's no longer in play the same way. So the state based effect should go away. Um, I, yeah, but I, I also wasn't playing magic during the transformation card, so I'm really not sure how that came into play either. So I might be wrong on that, but I can see the argument either way. Like I understand because uh, I also missed the I think it was Innistrad block uh, where they had werewolves as the transformation cards, uh, among other things. I'm sure. I, again, I didn't play during the block, so I'm not 100 percent on all of the details. But I I see where you're coming from, and like I said, I I could definitely see the argument there. I could. I don't want to spoil things too much, but uh, for those of you that read the comics, there's also a precedent there for this sort of thing <laughs> sort of working. Um, <laughs> there, There is a pretty big story spoiler, so again, I don't want to digress for the sake of time and also not to spoil it, but from a mechanical perspective, I get it with the way the rules as written and where they're coming from. So I'm, I'm interested to see if... Because we did have... A, a, and this is kind of a can of worms because we did have that ruling and then ruling reversal for Metroplex. I guess it isn't out of the realm of possibility that things could change. Uh, this one feels more set in stone, whereas the Metroplex thing would have been, I guess, a clarification, you know, a revision that, okay, this is just not how it works. Whereas this one is, I get the impression that they probably thought about this scenario a lot. And that this is the way they want it. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I don't agree with it from a game perspective, but I get it. Right. Now, the other one, uh, so we have Dreadwing, I still function. The other one, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, there's another one in the FAQ that I have thoughts on before, I mean, in the, the rules around it, before we talk about the one that was just basically mentioned by a Watsi staff member. Oh, sure, go ahead. We'll, we'll tackle that one first. So, like, the erratic lightning one, to me, I kind of understand. Oh, yeah. Even I, though, even though I still right don't now. agree with it. Mm -hmm. like but it see it falls in the same way that it's it falls in the same ruling as the rc ruling where the orange pips that you flip count as part of rc's ability and i didn't think that was the case when the game first was was first dropped either right. like i thought it was her i thought it was her printed attack plus like you know any weapon she would have or anything like that but when they ruled that that it was orange pips as well i guess i should have just realized that anything that affects either one like attack or defense is basically like a constant multiple like a constant effect so the minus right. one defense like if you were a zero and you flip two blue like if you if you were a one or a zero defense to start with you put erratic lighting on something and you flip two to two blues i assumed you'd have a defense of blue because you started with zero no matter what happened mm -hmm. um but but if you were a zero here and like you still stayed in zero per the way the way the card reads um, and you went to, but you quote unquote went to negative one. If you flip two, you'd only be at one defense. Whereas according to the ruling, whereas I assume you'd be at two. Right. So this will affect that. Um, 
minus two defense to Decepticons as well in the same way, I would assume. So Yeah. It uh it's another one that I I guess leading into it. <sighs> Again, without digressing from playing a whole, and I know you played a whole bunch of other games, so whenever it gets into this sort of minutia of, well, this game does this, and that game does that, it always, at least for me, I might lean one way or the other, oh, well, I think it's going to be this way or that way. My tack has basically been, I'll just wait until they officially rule it. Uh, if I'm going to an event and it hasn't been officially ruled, I'll find out what the ruling is going to be there, as in speak whatever the the judge team staffing is going to be to find out because some of these again i follow the logic internally in the game i personally don't have a problem with it but i also see what your arguments are scott so i can like i said going into it i could have seen it going either way for some of these uh some of them i kind of expected to be the way they ruled it just because it, it seemed to follow their mo but it depends yeah, on I mean, the scenario. This is, this is fine. This is fine with me because I should have just assumed it worked like RC. I just wasn't thinking, so like, right. I just thought it didn't work that way. But I'm fine with it because I think it's it's fine with me. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think it matters because any tech that's going to want to use it, Radical Lightning shouldn't be playing a lot of blues anyway. So I don't think it'll come into play all that often. But we'll right, see. it is something that could happen. Uh, obviously, limited yeah. events are a thing. So you know, if you're playing yep. that, it could be scenarios along those lines. Um, I. <laughs> Like I said with the the previous one that we were discussing, I can appreciate that it, it feels internally consistent. So, like you said, if, if you stopped and you think about it enough, it could turn out to be this way. The previous one about Dreadwing, I think, because I was in the same boat as you, that I would have assumed that you transformed or combined into the Gestalt, you're a new card you would right. not then die because you're a new card and from previous card games, all those other effects fall off because that's right. the way it always worked. Or most of the, I'm sure there are games that I played where that wasn't the case. But anyway, point being is that that is the common one. So I had internally assumed that, but again, turns out that's not the case. So just everybody out there listening, make sure that you're aware of those. Uh, the third one that I was, I was jumping over the erratic lightning one, which is important. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that one? Is it in the same boat as, as Dreadwing and Erratic Lightning where you're not a fan, but it is what it is? Uh, so this one I assume will be covered in the next rules update, which may be out by the time you're listening to the podcast. Right. Um, so it was ruled by, I think, Matt Smith that um, the all the upgrades that require you to play tech upgrade before they can be played um, are allowed to enter play by alternate means the two examples right now are Jetfire's flip into bot mode and Hunker Down uh, for tanks can get the armor. Both of them get the, get the armor out of the scrap pile, and obviously Jetfire's ability could get the Pierce utility out of, out of the scrap pile. Yep. So I assumed the way it was going to be ruled was, yes, these abilities work, but you must play tech upgrade first before you could do it. And I thought that was like a fair middle ground to either absolutely know you can't do it or... Absolutely, yes, you can do it. But the ruling was absolutely yes, you can do it. Yep. Um, and I guess I, my issue with this ruling is not is not the I guess the fact that it exists. My, my issue is that now, um, and we can get into this later. But like the, the most playable, the best one that has the most dominating like effect on the board is obviously the tough four armor. Yeah, tough wars um, is a big deal. <laughs> Let's just yeah. throw that out there. 
So now that you have now that you have two ways to get it into play, essentially like for mm. free, to me is a problem. Like because there are cards in other card games, Magic specifically, um, that have these one of combos that the, the card would not be playable outside of the one of combo, and then the one of combo makes it like borderline you know, broken or OP, however you want to say it. And and right. I just have an issue with things like that where the, the spirit of the card itself, it, it's not going to see a lot of play. And I, I don't necessarily know that these wouldn't have seen a lot of play, but now they'll see play because you can cheat them into play. And I think that's where I just have an issue with it. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I kind of agree with you where it's... At the same time, because of the way it's worded, they were obviously in this kind of rounds out the ruling is that they were very precise in choosing play this as opposed to you the limitation is on playing it and they could have said put this on only if you played tech research which based on previous stuff i think would have locked it out from the jet fires the hunker down effects because of that yes. it, i obviously they knew what they were doing whether and it, uh, as a power level thing, it may ultimately be fine. Uh, it, as you said, we've seen s these sort of effects, these sort of interactions exist in other card games. Sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not. Given that they allowed it here, maybe it's fine power level-wise, but I do agree with you that it, it, it rubs the wrong way when it's... Well, the whole point is that it's a two-card combo to get one of these things out, and now it's... I'm getting around it. I, uh, yes, that's part of card games is doing that, but it, it didn't feel necessary here. I don't know. It, without playing with it, it, it feels wrong, I guess, but at the end of the day, it's fine. It is what it is. <laughs> I just feel the only way you're going to see these enter play is by cheating them now, and no one's going to even attempt to play them the way they were intended because right. why would you when, when any tank can just get it back with Hunger Down or Jetfire can just play it? Like you on turn one, so like, are you? We might as well start sliding or segueing into the actual <laughs> spoilers. So just, I do. I've had the superior ones up on screen for while we were discussing it, but just to give everybody a quick glance at tech research, it's a green pip. It it's blank. The uh, the really tiny text. If you zoom in on the video, it says you may play these other cards. Basically, it doesn't do anything else. Um, so we'll swap back to the upgrades, just so everybody, you know. Nobody asked, what does tech research do? Um, do you think this precludes Superior Cannon from really ever seeing play then, the bold one? I mean, I don't think that card's good enough anyway to take up your entire, like, action. So essentially, the point of these is that they take up your entire turn, both phases. Yep. Like, as I'm trying to, as I've been, I was writing an article today where I used the term phase. Uh, to yeah. me, even though I know obviously they don't happen in different phases, but um, so yeah, I would That's say probably a better descriptor than saying your your action action, <laughs> right? Yeah, and that, that was the problem is I I couldn't say like action action, but um, so because of that, I think that's the point is that it was supposed to take up your entire turn's worth of action phases, right? To play one to play one of these, and I just don't I, I think that only superior plating was worth the effort. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I appreciate that the right color pips are on the, on, or on the side. So I, I guess that adds a little bit more value to it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but ultimately, like, I don't think you would want to. I, I think spending an entire turn to get bold four is like is weaker than just better options that exist right now. I mean, you're talking like one better than supercharge, like you know, really. I mean, mathematically, it could be better. It, it's not going to be better than than grenade launcher because I mean, yes, it's permanent, but um, because you have to play some amount of green pips in your deck to make right. it work. I mean, so, let's be realistic. Your odds are you weren't getting multiple swings out of that, whatever you right. played it on. And if you, in general, I'd like to believe if you played, you know, any other playable weapon and got multiple swings out of it, you're probably in a good enough position as it is, let alone this because you took up your entire turn. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. It, I don't picture they would have been there otherwise. Although, you never know. Maybe it'll happen uh, because it is. Bolt Four is still a big punch. Um, yeah, I'm gonna reach and say maybe Metroplex, but then you'd have to yeah. find room to squeeze in tech researches, which right. that's the big issue. Is it, it's a numbers game. I mean, more so than other decks with that particular archetype. Uh, as it stands, I mentioned this offline. I've built and have lists and lists all littering. Well, the basement that I'm in. Um, <laughs> uh, for various Jetfire builds and then a bunch of tank lists and stuff before any of this came into play. So now it's just another facet of those lists. And I I have to imagine that Superior Plating will make an appearance in those decks because it's not that hard to mill it or fling it in there with, say, Inspiring Leadership or something to set it up for a hunker down or even just a simple Jetfire flip. No, the new Megatron automatically does it just by pitching it as when he attacks, as pitch an upgrade to draw two cards. So exactly. like, there's a combo right there. So and it feel <laughs> that card feels like it was revealed an eternity ago. <laughs> like right, I almost yeah. forget about it because it, we've been doing spoilers for so long. Uh, just as a heads up, we're not going to be doing spoilers forever. Starting next week, we're going to get back more into uh, some of our normal uh, tech talk thoughts. But yeah, I'm looking forward to trying these out. Uh, we already discussed the bold one, the tough one, obviously. Do you see the Pierce 4 being enough to entice you? No. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I mean, it had to be there because it's, well, you have your three, I guess, major pips, and it's the other original keyword. But yeah, I'm not super excited about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're playing some defensive Jetfire deck, like, you could probably play it as a one-off. Just, like, if you were going to play it and if you are going to use him to put I don't know, like the blue base weapons on him anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, it's very similar to how we talked about Springer last week, where like the Pierce is not totally irrelevant on a, in a control on control matchup. But I don't, I don't see how this takes up a deck slot at all. Well, one thing that I've run into with Jetfire builds in the past, and maybe it'll be different this time around, um, and not to digress too much so we can keep the ball rolling, but it's you don't get as many Jetfire flips as you think you might, because obviously you want to be flipping your other guy. So yeah, you get the first one, but getting that second one can be more effort than it may seem initially, or at least it has been for me, because then your other two guys need to be able to function with either less flips or no flips. Um, maybe with, you know, if you're pulling superior plating on turn one, you, you're probably okay then, uh, assuming you're you're somewhat blue-oriented. Because I mean, I you were playing list with you were playing list with blast shield and force field. You have to flip more often. Right, tough four. You don't have to flip as often. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll so, uh, 
Yeah, exactly. We'll have to see how it shapes up. I can't imagine that you're not going to, your first Rise of the Combiners event, there won't be anyone trying to make these things work. Uh, I think that there's a safe assumption out there that you'll, yeah. you'll run into these at some point. So uh, that covers Tech Research and their guys. I know we're going a little bit of out of order. I'm going to try and keep these in order, but obviously some of the cards go together. So the first set is, or set of cards that go together is Ancient Wisdom and Unleashed Potential. So if, another magic analogy, if you remember the, the Wish Cycle, uh, this should sound familiar. Uh, if you played other games, there are similar effects in those. Uh it seems really powerful at a glance. I don't know if it's worth the effort because I it's you have to have these two. If you draw two on the first one, it's play two, draw three, one of which you've tutored for. Um and we've seen a number of one star action cards that are pretty strong, but do you think this is changing. You're running full play sets of these, Scott. Are you are you excited to sleeve these up? No, real quick, we're going to do battle card, all the battle cards, and all the bots. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the game plan. No, anyway. I, <laughs> no I, these bows should have green in them, and they don't, and so they're unplayable in my opinion. Yeah, because they don't. I mean, the other one, the unleash potential, the second half of it does nothing, like literally nothing. If you don't yeah. play the first one, so it's a dead card, like you said, without at least a green on the first one. Um, but right. I could, I guess, if it's orange green, draw two every turn, or not every turn, but a draw two that you could get back. That it's maybe that's why it's not a, it's not a draw two though. Both of them have the, are both upgrades or both right abilities. Well, I'm so I'm thinking that yeah. good. Well, I yes, I'm thinking that or looking at it as if this were perfect scenario, is that what they were looking at, that it was too strong? But I'm I'm not too excited by these. I mean, again, Metroplex builds, this would allow you to go get those one-star things, or if you have full 25-star teams, so you, you really want to squeeze it in. But I'd be very curious what you're cutting to fit presumably three of each of these in. Because otherwise, yeah. you're, there's no way you're going to find them quickly enough or, or consistently enough. So, yeah, I'm not too excited about those. Uh, I just I just don't think the one-star cards are powerful enough to want to go through all these hoops, just play one less star like, right. on your deck or something. Like, like, play three less stars and play three of them. It's going to be more efficient. And I, I, I think they're, I don't know. I, I mean, clearly this is just a fun thing. Like, trust me. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any other reason that it's not just, quote, mm like casual game type setup. Oh, when it happens, it's going to feel awesome, but right. Yeah. Competitively. I don't think it's going to, yes, I will say right now, it w there will be a game where somebody plays these, gets the exact one star they need and wins the next turn kind of thing. It will happen. Law of averages. Right. I don't know if it's going to happen enough that you could justify just playing six other cards in your deck and winning those games anyway, or other games that you lost because you drew these things. Yeah, and I just think there's a disconnect between battle cards and character points, I guess, by mm -hmm. showing that the hoops you have to jump through to just get one character point, so right. one star. So Yeah. Yep. So uh, now into the actual battle cards proper. Uh, so this is going <laughs> to be a mix of the upgrades and actions, uh, just so we can get through them, and then we're, we're saving all the characters for the end. 
So the first one up is Attack Drone, which is white-green, and it's cargo trailer, but in your attack slot and for anybody, I guess. Yeah, it's cargo. Well, it's not, as, it's not even as good as cargo trailer, right? Or is it? Is yeah, it no, because it, it doesn't... Uh, each of them give one attack, the attack drones, and they do let you play right. them again, but it's not... It's not boosting extra. It's not multiplicative like uh, cargo trailer is. Yeah, I don't like this card. I don't see... I mean, I get it. It's good that it's green, but yeah, I don't see a whole lot of excitement. Somebody said something funny that um, Rare Megatron can now have all the weapons. And yes. It's like, okay, he can, yes. <laughs> equipment enthusiast. Equipment enthusiast lets you draw even more cards, I guess is the point. <laughs> yes? I don't know. It's not... I'm not super excited to waste time on this one. It, like, either now or playing it. <laughs> we'll put it that way. I mean, um, you need three of them to get it equal to an Energon Axe? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, again, it's... it's Now that we have more cards, it's also an evaluation of do you have the, the deck slots to spare for these things? You know, we right. have more good cards that you could be playing... You're really going to cut three cards to squeeze in three attack drones? That seems, yeah, I'd I'd love to see the list, but I'm I'm not super confident that it's going to be exciting. Uh, next one up is backup beam, which is flamethrower but blue green. So I like this one less than the armor one. Um. Well, yes. I don't. <laughs> so. I don't think this one will see play because the argument for using flamethrower is in an all orange, or extremely heavily slanted orange deck that you get the orange pip on the bold weapon. And this was always the argument for like why I long time ago did the math on like power sword versus uh, flamethrower. But when you're when that's out the window, then power sword just becomes better. Um, I like the idea of making the combat. Um, flips an extension of your hand, which is what all green does, and I like the yep. fact that you can get equipment with it or an upgrades with it. I just don't think this one's good enough. Like if it was, if it was a, I, I think the the nobles blaster and the scoundrels blaster are just better than this. So I, I'd yeah. probably just play play them instead. Not to be a broken record, but there is potential for Metroplex with this guy. Uh, if you really wanted to make That's, sure yeah. you had flamethrowers, I don't know if. Given that you have Power Punch, uh, I don't know if you're still running Flamethrowers. I mean, yes, you'll get the consistent bold, but you really just want to guarantee any given trigger. So I don't know if if having it, it it's all going to depend on what the, the numbers come out to be. Uh, there are a couple other ones that you'll hear me bring up later probably that, oh, well, maybe Metroplex wants this. So there is the potential for that. Uh, yeah. Moving from there, unless you had any other thoughts, I didn't want to cut you off. No, I mean, I, there's other ones that, are, that mirror this that I think are just better. Yes. Uh, um, the other one you're referring to, I'm really excited about, but we'll get to that one later. Uh, this one, Bashing Shield, is orange-green. It is drill arms, but an armor. Um, yeah, see, these, these are better. Yes. I actually, so, initially, I was real excited. I'm like, oh, well, it's just drill arms. But you can get it all the time, and then somebody pointed out it doesn't have the draw card clause. That, and I said, oh, well, that's not, you know, maybe it's not as exciting as I thought. And then I realized, well, I almost never want to play Drill Arms to draw a card. I mean, yes, it happens. 
but I want to pop armors. So I, I feel like this may replace drill arms in a lot of lists that I'm running. I mean, depending on what the color pips shake out to be and that sort of thing. Are you thinking the same way, Scott? Um, if it's not a heavy, heavy control deck that wants, just wants the blue, I would say yes. I mean, I really like this card with Windblade. I really like yeah. this card. Um, this allows your, again, this exactly allows your combat piles to become extensions of your hand when you, when you need to get this. So, um, I like this card a lot. Um, I think this is, this, I mean, I guess a lot of aggressive decks don't run Scrab or Gauntlets now, even though it's, it's an orange, mm -hmm. but I mean, this, this seems like a better one of in aggressive decks to get rid of armor than say, than potentially running like a, an extra ramming speed or a crystal or something like that. Even That though, was going to be my question. Would you cut crystal for this? I don't run those decks a lot, so I don't know like how good mm -hmm. the crystal really is being activated more than once. If it doesn't get activated more than once, you at least get one armor out of this, so it may come into play in some way, shape, or form, whereas crystal obviously does nothing, and the, yeah. and the armor can be replayed technically if you don't kill the character right there and then. Yep. So I would assume this is better than that, because it's it just you can play it as a one of and it's just it'll show up more. Yeah, my initial... So, yeah, I'm leaning towards that me personally which means it's probably wrong and crystal's the better play but <laughs> um my initial thought is that i'm i'm at least going to try replacing crystals with this if for no other reason than because it's green like you said it's an extension of your hand now it's increasing your chances to make sure that you see it every game that i want to destroy an armor i really am going to want to destroy an armor it's really difficult to fight through them so making sure that if I want it, I'm going to get it is a good enough incentive for me. We'll put it that way. Yeah. And my wind blade shells that I've scratched out definitely have this definitely have this card. In it. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's a good multi pip. So mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next one up is cooling vents, which is your healing armor, but it's orange. I assume this is supposed to be for planes because they seem to have that theme of opposite color pip versus what, whether, you know, oranges for def defensive armors and then blues for offensive stuff, and they're all ranged. I'm not too excited about only healing one, though. Most of the time, that doesn't seem like it's good enough. It's just, oh, hey, by the way. And including in planes, oftentimes, at least prior to this, planes were just, well, they were paper airplanes, we'll put it that way. <laughs> So, is this changing your mind either on that front or other ones, Scott? Yeah, this is this is not good enough. Yeah, I, so this I is, want the this is similar to other cards. This okay. is similar to other cards where it's like two, like plus one armor is not good enough unless you're getting something out of it, like multi mission mm. gear type of thing. Yeah, because I mean, the minimum armor you should ever be playing is tough two, which in a defensive deck will get you two armor on most turns. Right, right. So, so you, plus one armor is just not good enough. It has to come attached with an ability that's that's extremely powerful, which is why I don't think, which is why right now Scrapper Gauntlets does not see play because destroying a weapon after it's already been used is not good enough. Yep, this is healing one, like that's just not good enough. Like I get why it's not more because for some reason I guess Medic set the standard that like it's a colorless pip to heal two, and that's not good enough. Yep. So 
I, I get what they were trying to do, and there's probably just no good way to balance it based on cards that already exist, unless you want to just do a straight upgrade to cards that already exist, which has happened. Yes. Um, but, so, I this is a limited card, obviously. I see no other reason for it. Definitely agree there. I could add a lot more words, but we're, we're short on time, so no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, crash landing, though. Um, I mentioned this offline. I foresee a lot of people saying, this is the answer for Ramjet. This is why Ramjet exists. Uh, I think it will see play, or at least I'm certainly going to try it with, we'll say other planes, not Ramjet. <laughs> Does this have you turning? Because I know you weren't a huge plane fan going into Wave 2. Does this turn it around for you, Scott? No, because I don't want my guys just to die. And mm. the problem is that the planes I actually want to play um, are dependent on playing other utilities. True. And this would take up this would take up that slot, even if I, I understand. Some people have said, well, it's the last thing you can put on them before they die. It's like, I don't want them to die. Like, they're usually the centerpiece of the deck. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's this is not, like, bug bomb level awful. Like, it obviously has a use. Well, this helps um, you win in a more direct way. Obviously, bug bomb has positive effects, but this is, well, I might kill their guy when this goes off. But I don't yeah, I think mean, that's going to happen that much. Like, like I said, I'm willing to try it. I'm not going to rest, the, you know, like, pin all my hopes on Crash Landing making it work. I think it's good in air for aerial bots. I think it's it's way better than aerial bot formation. I think this will see play as a three of in the aerial bot deck. Interesting. Okay. Well, off the top of my head, most of them, it's basically another plasma burst, I think. Which, which is fine. Which is fine, because they're not supposed to live. That's the point. True. I guess it'll depend so, uh, on whether, you know, would plasma burst itself just be better. But that's up for debate at this stage. I mean, I I think it I think you could play it in other versions, it, especially if like the random good stuff decks that like I hear all these people that want to run Acid Storm, who I think is unplayable. Mm. Um, and the other issue is some of the heavier attack planes depend on bold like Starscream Air Commander or even regular Starscream or Jetfire, yeah. and so like that doesn't technically get added to like that doesn't help this card technically. True, but I think if you were to tag... So, I have two rebuttals, I guess. One, I think tagging somebody for five, you know, if it's mm -hmm. a Jetfire, is probably... I mean, that feels good enough. But, to your, it's not really a rebuttal for the second piece, to your earlier point that you don't want your guys to die to begin with, and getting that set up is often more challenging than people may think. Unless all of your guys survive to the wheel turn, or the guy you want to survive to the wheel turn is the most damaged, and they have to swing in, and they are going to get him, I think the dance to get it to work is going to be more challenging than people might think. I mean, the like the, the, the two obvious ones to put this on are the aerial bot that has Brave and on Blitzwing when he's a plane. But right. Like, um, Blitzwing's power is not very high and he costs you 11 stars so again like I just don't want a card that's going to depend on my high star characters just fighting it that's why I just think it's it's good for aerial bots personally but I, think I, I will definitely I will probably lose to this card because like if you put this on a guy where you're forcing someone to attack him and there's no choice like I can just see myself losing this card randomly personally but yeah it's, I don't think it's, it's that okay. good but 
I, it's, it's I something think... I definitely want to try, just because the having a a larger one shell stand feels like it's powerful enough to 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 break the turn asymmetry of they swing in, they get a guy, I swing in, I get a guy. Now it's they swing in, well I'll trade guys and then go after your other guy. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. This one. I agree with a lot of the things you were saying, so it's. I don't want anybody to think that this is the be all end all at this stage because I don't f- think I can go that far on it. I do like it, but not that much. I like it for air robots a lot, to be right? So, how do you feel about the new double blue pip? Not a fan. <laughs> yeah it it was interesting to me that it's a. I mean, it costs a star, but it's the a better of the Dinobot one. Yeah, it's weird. It would it definitely. I mean, it fits Energize Field, the artwork, all that stuff. On you know, you get too close, you're going to get zapped. But it it feels weird. I've had builds where I went not super heavy quantity of cards with blue, but I use the double blues so that that way, anytime you flipped one, you're getting two out of it on defense. Maybe there's a shell somewhere there, but if you're only running one of these because I can't imagine you're going to be able to fit in all three and you wouldn't have wanted Leap of Faith first. I don't know. I'd, I'm not super excited about this one. I feel like Leap of Faith just overshadows a lot of these in general. I have to run the math on what happened. Nine double pivots versus six and really see the difference. And I have to, I plan to do that this week. Mm. So, like, I really can't evaluate it because they underpowered it specifically because it's double blue as opposed to like mounted missiles is clearly not underpowered. Um, so there's definitely, yeah. Yeah. I don't, that's another weird point is that mounted missiles feel so much stronger than, I mean, aside from offensive stuff being generally higher powered because you're proactively doing things, but I I don't know. Maybe it turns out. I would have just given it plus two armor and moved on with life. But I, I get what they were trying to go for here, sort of. But right. Uh, what about Energon Slingshot? So, and unless you did, you have anything else you want to throw in for our no. double blue? Well, okay, no, that's good. Um, Energon Slingshot. So it's Zap, but blue and for melee guys. Um, it's cool that it's a another upgrade that's doing damage. It's interesting that Armored Hovercraft for range tags everybody. Melee only deals it to one. Um, I guess there's a, a theme there, but since it's off the top of my head and as I was prepping for this, I I don't know what blue melee guys, I mean, obviously you have Nemesis, but, and I guess Prime and half of his side, um, I don't know what wants this right now. Cars decks, maybe, um... I mean, a blue zap is fine, but having the added restriction makes it weird. And it eats up a, a potentially important slot, because if you're playing... Presumably this isn't a blue deck, right? Because it's it's a blue pip. Right. Otherwise you'd be running zap, probably. Um, because it just for the sake of more... It, you got more options. Um, if that's the case, that means you probably want to be running Energon Axe. Most decks are running that anyway. Now this is chewing up your Energon Axe slot and your Energon Axe play. It, it feels as though it's conflicting with a bunch of stuff, even though the effect is, you know, it, it's fine. I don't dislike it, but... I, I haven't... 
I, I guess I agree with you. I just I don't know what blue melee decks would want this as opposed to either signature weapons or like a blue like they need blue decks need weapons to do damage. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, you know, I mean, Predacons maybe. I guess because they they'll have the no, extra. God, I don't know. I guess it's no worse than like. Like, you're going to have to make a decision on some of these, like, this versus drill arms type of situation, because that's the type of thing that you run in those types of decks. Right. And that's really what it's going to come down to. Like, it's clearly the replaceable weapon that you eventually replace, but you might be able to get some value out of it for a bit. So it's clearly, like, one of the backup weapons you run. I just don't think there's ever going to be any room for this thing to see play. Yeah, I foresee myself, because I have a giant spreadsheet that's growing rapidly with once we got everything for Wave 2, and... I foresee this being on the list for virtually everything that it could be played in. So I have enough melees, I'm I'm blue already, and then I foresee it sitting on the cutting room floor or, you know, in a in a very old column and never actually making it to the final 40 in a lot of scenarios. Yeah, I agree. Um obviously in limited this would almost always get played, I would think. Um oh, as, yeah, as long sure. as as long as you have melee guys that you can play it on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, Enforcement Batons is the other half of the uh, Drill Arms Scrapper Gauntlet scenario. This time, it's popping a weapon. Again, it's orange-green, which is of note that they didn't alternate the pips on these. Uh, it's also, this is a weapon, and it's popping weapons. As we mentioned before, destroying weapons usually isn't that exciting. Uh, have there been any off the top of your head from Wave 2 that said, no, now I need to actually pack weapon removal? I mean, it's good, like, against mining pick and the deck to use it as a combo enabler, mm-hmm. as opposed to a, like, just a good weapon. Like, right. An Insecticon build that uses it, isn't, or a Dinobot aggressive deck that uses it, or a Cars deck that uses it, is not as good as, say, a, you know, Starscream Decepticon King deck that uses it, <laughs> yeah. it as a combo enabler. So, mm-hmm. you know... You know, I, I was running, you know, I ran ramming speed in one of my decks specifically to take out decks in the area that were running thermal weaponry because I was a blue base deck. So, like, in those types of situations, there are certain weapons you want to take care of. I just think that uh, for general decks, there's just better options. This, again, like, I might run it as a one-of in my Windblade deck, but I think it's obviously worse than the armor one, but it's not terrible. Right. Um, I just don't think it'll make most i don't think it'll make any deck except for windblade like as a one-off like i i just again like like you said like destroying weapons is not good enough but maybe decks that want it if it was blue it might be a different story because yeah. most decks that would want it would would be blue um but it depends on how many it, i guess it depends on what, what kind of combo decks we see with mining pick as to how ubiquitous it is in the format i think that's a reasonable assertion for this the i guess the only th- most weapons I've seen generally are only getting, you're getting that single use and then the guy is either toast or the game is ending in short order there afterwards. You're not usually getting a whole lot of swings a lot of the time. I know there are scenarios where that is not the case, whereas armors, by their very nature, are trying to draw out the lifespan of the of the character that it's on. So unless you remove it, you're fighting through it every time. Whereas weapons, there's always the option of, well, just go kill that guy. And then you won't have to deal with the weapon anyway. Um, I don't know. Like you said, other than Windblade, I'm not super thrilled about it. Uh, yeah. 
Espionage, though, is something that I am excited about, not simply because of Shockwave builds, which there are a bunch of cards that actually help, I guess, dedicated combo, combo-esque Shockwave lists. Uh, espionage feels powerful with the caveat that there are a lot of no-battle-icon cards that I would love to strip away, and it can't get those. At least, it, I'm assuming... As of this second, they haven't said anything that you can name Null or Empty or whatever as a battle pip or battle icon of that color. No, I don't think you can. Yeah, I would assume you cannot. Um, does that dampen your enthusiasm for this card? Do you care about this one at all? Uh, hand sizes dampen my opinion of this card. Well, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't think there's like... Discard in this game as a one-of targeted thing to me is just not good enough because, I mean, most of the time you're playing off the top or with small hand sizes to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, and unless you proact, like, I mean, I've definitely seen situations where you proactively know what your opponent has in their hand because they treasure hunt and, like, right. are holding multiple weapons that, you know, or multiple equipment or upgrades that they got off the treasure hunt. They only play one of them. So you know what the other ones are, and then you just pinpoint, get rid of it. Like, I've seen people then, like, security checkpoint in reaction to that. Um, but security checkpoint for one card is not good. Um, and I just feel like this, for one card, is just not good enough. Like, it, I don't even play Disruptive Entrance anymore, because the only reason I was playing it was because Optimus could play it for free off his flip. Like, taking my turn to play Disruptive Entrance always felt terrible to me. Right. Do That's you... why I cut it, so... Do you, to the hand size part, do you feel, and we may be getting ahead of ourselves, but we have seen a number of cards such as Pep Talk that are actual net card advantage, as in you're gaining cards when you play them. Does that influence your decision at all? Do you feel that those will see enough play that maybe this will be a thing? I mean, like like you said, Disruptive Entrance ended up sit, riding the pine and sitting on the wayside despite the fact that it could still strip away things like I Still Function or One Shall Stand, which are, are game changers, this one cannot touch those, regardless, anyway, at least as far as we know. Do you think that there will be enough increased hand sizes? I mean, you mentioned Megatron earlier, and there are a number of card additional card draw effects. Uh, like, this needs to see play early. And right. I just, because you, wanna, you want your opponent to have a larger hand size. I'm like, I... <sighs> I, I just don't see that. I, I don't see where you're going to want this to see play. Other again, like you said, other than Shockwave, I just don't. I get why it exists. Like I, mm. I get that it could be good. I just the nature of the way that the game plays out. I just don't think it's good enough to see play. I can see. I that. might be wrong, but I might be wrong because like I may be just undervaluing pinpoint discard like this. But I, I just. My experiences with Disruptive Engine leaves me, leave me wanting more out of Discard, mm -hmm. and so that's just my experience with it. Well, a lot of scenarios do play out the way you've been describing or alluding to, is that barring Treasure Hunt and they net four cards kind of thing, you often have a very small hand. Yes, you'll probably be able to get something, but if you name Orange and you strip Improvised Shield and not a Grenade Launcher kind of thing, because, hey, they just played the grenade launcher, or they just played the, uh, you know, whatever. I, I get what you're saying. I I imagine it's going to be in every shockwave list, but 
yes, I get I get where you're going with it outside of that. Yeah. Um. Again, and and, and okay. I think it's good for I think it's good for Wembley. Yeah, it, because hey, playing things for free seems good. Right. <laughs> like you said, not taking up your turn that seems like a good scenario. Right. Exactly. That's the point. That's right. That's why I think it's really good with her. Personally. Right. Uh, what about fling, where it's <laughs> the worst case bombing run, but with no pip. I mean, wheelies on the card, right? So we can move on. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of shockwave related cards, uh, well, I guess he's not necessarily shockwave related, but fog of war. So it's the everybody discards down to two and or draws up. Well, not and or or draws up to two. So this card's really good to me. I just don't know how much it's going to see play outside of Shockwave decks. I, I can certainly see scenarios where aggressive decks will run this in general because it's white against and then just have tremendous advantage against control decks at all times, whether or not they're getting the damage off Shockwave or just in general, just because you're going to have less cards in your hand because you're always playing something. Right. I guess my issue is like, the game doesn't really play out that way, like the way it does in traditional card games of yeah. control versus aggro. Like, if you have an upgrade and, and an action every turn, you're pretty much playing your, your upgrade and your action every single turn. So, like, it's rare normally, that, yeah, you're going to hold it. Yeah. It's, it's weird where, like, your opponent's going to have five cards in your hand and you have two. It happens to me a lot because I guess I make more efficient decks than other people. I just happen <laughs> to be like, how many cards do you have in your hand? Five. I'm like, man, I only have two. <laughs> like how's that how's that obviously i have more stuff in play than they do but like right I, I i guess it just depends on like the 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 what's the term like the i want to say blow through but i'm trying to i'm trying to think like it, it's not really that term like I, I guess i can certainly see where like combo cards like the specialist equipment and things like that would want to play this because they're going to be low in cards by playing additional things out of their hand. There is that versus their versus their opponents. Um, I think this is a solid card. I just have to under I, I have to see more where like where I would want it to because you 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 want it to draw two for you and make you like if you can draw a card like drawing a card to make your opponent discard one card is not good enough. But if it's like two and two, that's obviously good enough, right? Um. You it just depends. Is there any inkling in your mind that this was a preemptive anti-sunstorm, anti-bombshell <laughs> nonsense de- card? I think it's this. These are just these are shockwave cards put in there to allow that archetype to continue. And I think yeah, you're maybe. right. There is something to be said that he's probably the most easily discernible character on there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right in the artwork. Subtle hints there. I mean, you can make out other people, but. Uh, so, heavy hand. I mean, we'll get to it, oh. we'll get to it later. But like, testify is clearly like in there for shockwave as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> that is exactly what jumped to my mind when I saw it as well. Um, but the next one we have up is heavy handed, which is the pseudo reverse. The bigger they are, um, I. The art's really good. Yeah, it's really <laughs> the art is pretty cool. Most of the, I have to say, a lot of the as always, I like a lot of the artwork. Um, I'm not sure. I there are scenarios that I envision the Pierce Four is both going to come up and matter. So you know, punching down onto Flame War, for example. But I assume this is just going to be if you want a seventh, eighth, and ninth blue combat pump. So you already have bigger. They are you already have leap. Now you want this. 
Is that the way you're envisioning it, or do you see it going some other way? I mean, I guess the primes will run this overleap to two character decks, but like, I don't think three character decks should run this over over uh, over bigger they are. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, there, um, that I was something that, as I was thinking about it, so your prime punching into their nemesis or prime buddy, whoever it happens to be, you know, at thirteen stars, you're probably getting the pierce. They're blue, so yes, you're getting it. Um, whether that matters, I guess, is up for debate, but. I don't know. Right, I, but in that situation, it'll be more bigger they are, but except for the, the partner dr- going into the opposing prime. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I, I prefer the bigger they are because I like those kind of decks better, but I actually think combiners will like this card, even though the combiner pieces obviously want bigger they are. I think the combiners themselves uh, want this card fair. because like they're always going to be swinging down. Yeah. Um. And they don't always necessarily have these gigantic stats that are going to be relevant, so I can see where it would see play there. Um, I just don't. I just don't know if that's going to matter. Yeah, like, it, I Devastator wants this card. I guess I don't know. I could see it. It just feels like okay. Is that your best option? And without having you know, I mean, I have a bunch of deck lists, but I don't have really refined ones. Obviously, I don't know if it's. Like I said, it, is this really your best option? You're telling me there's nothing else that you could put in that slot, and maybe that's the case. Um, yeah. It seems fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about... Uh, not to... Again, I apologize out there for people without an extensive magic background, but uh, I've heard the term Ancestral Recall thrown around for Intelligence Mission. <laughs> I, I've heard it before. Um, I I really like this card, I talked a lot about Inferno Breath when we reviewed that one. This one also seems pretty cool, and again, ties back to, do we anticipate that there are going to be larger hand sizes in general, now that all these effects exist? But, are you still hot on this card, Scott? It sounded like you were pretty excited when we first saw it. Um, I guess, like, I would run it as a one-of specialist decks, especially the ones that are running the five-cost characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think you only need to do it once a game to set yourself up for... Again, this is obviously outside of dedicated combo decks, which a lot of these cards I wish I had before I was doing my Bombshell review. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, um... So, combo decks aside, of course, Sunstorm and Bombshell decks aside, um... The cost on this is is steeper. Like, you're not doing damage. You're taking an attack away. Yes. You know, etc. Um... But I think if you do this once, you should be ahead. I think three for one is 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 above the curve, whereas I think two for one is below the curve. I, I know there's no way to be in between, but like, right. um, yeah, it's not an unglued set. We can't <laughs> right. So, um, I think this will see play. I mean, like, because it has a it has a white icon. It, yeah, the, the cost is not that steep, um, and I think you. You definitely dig far enough as an action where you can continue to play an upgrade that will matter and yes. keep that character that you tapped alive. Um, it just depends on whether or not you're playing five or six cost specialists. Yeah, um, the, and there's not better options. Yeah, the, obviously the one that jumps to mind is going to be Flame War. Uh, there are a number of specialists among the various combiner teams who can help you go find things that you need. I guess the comparison for me is is am I going to be replacing Treasure Hunt with this? And even if I am, am I willing to, as you said, pay the cost associated with it since I'm going to be losing an attack, which isn't necessarily always about 
pushing damage. Sometimes it's about putting another blocker out there so that they aren't getting at the guy you're trying to gear up. Right. And that's, I don't know. It's, I, I'm honestly, and, and not to, you know, be really wishy-washy about it, but I'm, I'm just not sure at this stage because if you could dig, again, you could treasure hunt without having to pay any costs, go get an upgrade, which you would have to find. So the scenario where I'd want this instead of treasure hunt is going to get another action, but then I have to wait another turn to play that action. Not necessarily, like not with like the new Bumblebee, not with confidence. Like there's definitely, yeah, there, there are ways think that want it, you know? Well, but remember confidence, how were you playing that then? Cause you only get the one action in cars. Oh, you're saying because you're—I know what you're saying. Like you're yeah, getting an extra action. Out of the exactly. Action. So it, yeah. yes, you could then dig confidence into so that gets you five cards. You'll probably find whatever the other thing is that you wanted, and then go from there. But without—I mean, if you're you're obviously already playing specialist, so maybe it's do this, dig for multi-mission gear, play multi-mission gear, multi-mission gear to play the action that you really wanted right. to play, uh, and then just go nuts. But that's something that I I don't know what that looks like yet. Um, so like I said, I'm still, personally, I'm still on the fence about this thing. I'm not sure where I lay. Three cards, like you said, is, it feels as though it's enough because that's a lot of cards. We'll just have to see kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, now this one I'm actually really excited about, and that's Marksmanship. So it's a blue plasma burst. Yes, there are conditions, but it's a blue plasma burst. <laughs> Yeah, these conditions are not any. See, this is the thing about. I've had conversations about this. I had a, I had a, uh, some conversations about this at the tournament on um, on Saturday. If you're, we were talking about like in reference to like body armor and things like this. If uh-huh. if your deck can run the card because it has requirements, you can only play it on a certain thing. It's going to be singularly powerful in that deck. It doesn't right. really matter how how overall the card, how much play the card can see overall. Like you know, like. Oh well, body armor can only go in melee decks. Yeah, well, the guy you want it to be on happens to be melee. Like, yeah, yeah. okay, so you can run it in your range <laughs> deck. Sorry, right. so, like this is the same way. Like, uh, if you can, if you have enough range characters and you're playing a blue deck, you're gonna play this card. Like, there's yep. just no doubt about it. Now, the um, the second restriction, not to break your train of thought, but is is that something that concerns you that the enemy has to be in bot mode? It concerns me more because of the um, number of combiner pieces. That I think are, it, we had an article on it last week, the number of combiner pieces that were playable outside of the teams that don't need to, don't need to flip. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so I can't use it on your five drop? Like, like who cares? Like, like you can use it on a lot of the powerful characters you're going to want to use it on. Yeah, this feels, um, like, oh god, sorry. So, and there's more of them, more of the normal non-combiner team bots that are coming out in this set are going to want to be in bot mode. Most characters want to be in bot mode anyway, or at least attack in bot mode so that they'll be vulnerable for some length of time in order for you to snipe them. Assuming you want to and not their other guy that they have transformed hanging out over there. You know, it obviously we'll play this and we'll see if it turns out that no, it's too awkward, but I have a hard time believing that it's going to be too awkward. It just feels yeah, like it seems awesome to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how it's not. But right. <laughs> maybe maybe we're totally off. We'll see. Um, 
Now, this next one is bizarre. Uh, it, it it very much fits being a rare because it, it falls in, maybe not necessarily because of power level, but because of how weird it is, and that's Master Plan, where you, you just plan six. I have no idea. I mean, yes, I can think of scenarios where you want multiple instances of plan, but plan six is a lot. Uh, is this something that you already have something in mind for? And he's grapple playable, I guess, right? I mean, well, yes, there is that. <laughs> um, I did. I mean, clearly, you're only playing this like once a game. If you manage to play master plan and you know hit more than plan two each time, then I, I'm going to be blown away. But I think there are better ways to win the game with Starscream than this card. Yes. Um, but Go ahead. I, I mean, you'll win when you play this card because you have to set your hand up to win. Like, you're obviously going to put, like, double orange, double orange, some mana blue, some mana blue, orange, double orange type of thing if you can. Like, right. that's obviously the scenario you want. Uh, oh, no. That doesn't even work because you're going to draw the fifth card or something like that. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What do you foresee it just for the sake of argument as a plan three every time because it's green? I was going to say that like that, that's a fair assessment. Like, yeah, I mean, the only time you would want plan five is in Starscream decks because the first crown you flip is going to flip two more cards. Mm -hmm. So you have to put the, you have to put like the second, well, then you have to do six. So that doesn't even work. Well, it doesn't matter. You can draw one too, I guess. It. Um, I just don't see weird. this one. I foresee a lot of binders being full of these. I guess is the way I'll put it. Yeah, I mean, again, like I just don't see how you could ever have enough cards in your hand. Like, like you said, if it's a plan three, I think that's fine. Like, if you're able to somehow set that up, I just don't see it that big of a deal. But even then, unless it's one of those weird bombshell or sunstorm builds, or even maybe a shockwave concoction that. Which I guess kind of fits with Master Plan for Shockwave, but I don't foresee you having enough card. You know, you plan two even, and that's now three cards out of your hand. As we discussed earlier, typically you don't have, you know, ten card hands. <laughs> okay, you're going to spend the next four turns refilling because clearly your initial plan involved getting a whole, car- a whole lot of cards in hand. I don't know. I'm not super excited to play Master Plan myself. I mean, it's good on a wheel turn if you have, like, four double R. There is that. Yeah, <laughs> Just go I nuts. I, I don't know. <laughs> there, it there's... can happen. I mean, it, I can see scenarios where it would happen. I doubt it. I guess it's blue-green, so that means that you're you're playing... I don't know. It, yes. You, you get it on defense and you set up your attack. Like, cars could want this. I don't know. Maybe. It, there, there will be... <laughs> Law of averages, somebody's going to lose to it, setting up a gazillion yeah. double oranges. Uh, but pep talk, our next one, I'm actually kind of excited about, and it's, it's very simple. There's only three words technically in the text boxes, draw two cards, but it's actually net cards. Do you like this more than inspiring leadership? I'm also really excited for this card to tell people how wrong they are, that this is a good card. Ooh, okay. (laughs) So tell me, why is this bad? Because card advantage doesn't matter as much game. You don't feel that it's... Okay, got it. It only matters because cards like Mining Pick exist. So that you you need ways to refill your hand to consistently be able to do this. But there are way better options. I would rather mm-hmm. play 
I'd rather play inspiring leadership over this every single time because you're digging right. farther in the deck to get to the upgrade that you want. Um, it, it, it's the nature of the game that you. It's. And I have an article coming out by the time this, uh, you're listening to this that will explain that there's many more ways to actually be able to cheat the system in this set than there were in the first set to play Absolutely. more than one action upgrade on a turn. But I just don't think this is good enough. Like, I, I don't think the drawing two for one card and your action for the mm -hmm. turn is good enough. Like, I can attack with drag strip and do the same thing. I can almost attack with Blitzwing and get half this effect. I can flip a starter optimus and get this effect like like yeah this just isn't good enough to me like i can flip torox and get like i can flip a bunch of five stars to get this, yeah. like, to get half this effect like this is just isn't good enough see i was getting excited because of uh <laughs> as you said your article for bombshell probably would have liked to have seen this right. at a time fair enough right? um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i i agree with the assessment you're making and it, obviously like you said there'll be um you said you have an article come that should be releasing before we put this up? Yeah, it should be out, quote, tomorrow. Okay. From the time we're recording, yes. So, um, I agree with you, and that's why I was asking you about Inspiring Leadership, because I like Inspiring Leadership more myself, simply, f it's kind of the swindled confidence argument where, I mean, the direct comparison between those two isn't great, but each of those lets you dig and then either inspiring leadership lets you dig deeper you don't care about the discard just like swindled and confidence lets you go dig for the thing you want so it's card draw with a purpose i guess right you're going to find something it, the the raw advantage i think i disagree with you to some extent that card advantage is irrelevant but the reason that it's relevant not because of the card advantage but the action advantage uh, in the scenarios where it matters, in this case, it it doesn't, and as a result, therefore, pep talk isn't as exciting outside of I just want to draw a bazillion cards. I mean, the fact that it's blue tells you it's not good enough because if it was good enough, it would be orange, right? <laughs> because it, because they would be showing you that control deck shouldn't be running, mm -hmm. but now they're now they're like enticing you to play it because oh, it's also blue. That's why it's just not good enough. Yeah, things like again, not to to beat a dead horse but inspiring leadership gets you one card closer to tr trying to find say the body armor that you really wanted to go get sort of thing uh right this is if you look at it from that perspective this is just a straight up weaker well maybe not straight up weaker but a weaker inspiring leadership in a lot of the scenarios that you want there will be people that will disagree but i mean i challenge them to to record for a straight month Every single game they play, and when they win or lose, how many cards they had in their hand. And if the answer is more than zero, then they're wasting cards. Right. And that, as long as that the, the sum of those numbers will be much greater than the number of games they played. So at some point, you would have wasted the action, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I, I see things that I want to run this in, but a lot of them boil down to, well... Sunstorm wants a million cards in hand, so I want the redundancy of the effect sort of thing. Same yeah, story that, for Bombshell. Uh, outside of that, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it, it's everything Scott was saying. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, the next one is Press the Advantage, which also feels like we revealed it an eternity ago because it wasn't in that <laughs> giant dump. Uh, it was in 
you know, a regular reveal beforehand, I believe. So this is an orange-green. Gives an Autobot, one of yours, plus two attack. Gives an enemy Decepticon, minus two defense. Which, again, based on the erratic lightning ruling, could neg- if they have zero defense, could be negating their first two blue pips. Although I have a hard time thinking of any zero defense guys that are running in blue decks, but... Yeah, that's fair. That, that's another discussion. Um, I'm also kind of surprised that we didn't see a a Decepticon version of this, unless I, I'm forgetting about something. Bad attitude is the Decepticon version of this. Is it? Yeah, it's the rare. <laughs> I, I guess. That, <laughs> it's that, not good. It's not good, but it, that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with it. <laughs> um, do you, I mean... Okay, so it's a bigger they are with a a weirder second half. But you oh, get no, it's, it's better it's better than that. You think it, it the negative two defense is better than the Pierce, is what you're saying? Well, again, this comes into play with like card decks or aerial bots like car where you're going to be making if you're if you're going to be attacking with more guys on the wheel turn than than they Oh yeah, because it, it's the entire turn. Right. So they lose it. They lose. Let's just assume you play on a guy that has at least two defense. Well, I guess it doesn't matter either way. So with the new ruling, yeah. Um, so like every guy you have that can attack, it's an incremental plus two. Yep. So, so if you have two guys that can attack, this is essentially a six damage swing out of one. Seems good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even even on the surface, four. So like. I, I don't know how this, I mean, I get, like, it doesn't give you the pierce that bigger they are does, but, like, I, and I get, obviously, they can only be played against Stepticons, um, so it's obviously going to be meta-dependent, but, I, like, I would definitely run this one of in any Autobot deck. I expect it's going to have more attackers on that wheel turn than well, one. it's a green pip, too, so even if it's not, oh, well, every other deck is purple, then you can just throw one in for... You know, it's a random tech card, and you'll probably get it and be able to close a game out with it as a result. Well, so it also has the period, so like you, you can just get the plus to attack. Like, you oh yeah, because it's not target. a dead card in right. you know Autobot Autobot matchups. Um, it it's pretty exciting. It's I I mean, you kind of said it all. I was trying to. Th- I'm, <laughs> it was one of those. I'm going to start this sentence, and by the end of it, I'll get there. I'll figure out if there's something else I have to say, but there's nothing else to add. It's like how card decks get the prowl effect goal, like, on the last turn. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. It's like getting that, like, in a card. So that's what I really like about it. Makes sense. Uh, rest and relaxation. I assume we're not going to have a whole lot of words about this one. Repair one from one of your guys for a green pip. Yeah, no. Move on. The only cool thing is it has Skybite reciting poetry on it. There you go. <laughs> uh, now, security console is something that I know you've been anxiously awaiting for the aforementioned Starscream decks, where you get your defensive plan. Is this good enough for you that we... Because I don't think we got another defensive plan. Plan six? That's a plan. Well, yes? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I guess. Um, so this you, is the most important card in this, right? This is what... This is the most important card in the set, right? Obviously. Like for the decks. So like for the two decks that want it. Yes. Skywarp and Starscream. This is the most important card in the, in the set. Yep. And and I think any I think any heavy blue deck is gonna want to play this as well. Over 
like whatever other utility they were playing. Um, just to put your security checkpoints or your piercing blaster or whatever they're called, handheld the blaster. blasters on, yeah. on top. I mean, it's it's a data pad. Like it's not. It's it, this is better than I assumed it was going to be. Because you actually draw a card on your opponent's turn, and you are able to play in one. Right. So again, this is better than I assumed it would be. So you um, mentioned blue decks. Do you foresee cutting data pad and say primes for this? Yeah, this is better. I can see that. This, this is, this is really good. Like this is this is our like. This is. I don't want to rank things yet, but like this, in the decks that want it, this is by far the most important card like this is the most important card in starscream decks this is the most important card in skywarp decks i mean this makes them head and shoulders better than they were before this card existed yeah and you're so, saying that uh, you believe i mean you'd mentioned blue decks but you definitely foresee it showing up in other places as well because it i think it's an important distinction to make just that the decks that need it not just want it like i don't think the starscream or skywarp decks work without this existing the skywarp deck doesn't the the starscream deck still would because its stats are still good enough but this is mm. certainly like this puts it firmly as a tier one deck in my opinion right uh, um it's treasure it's treasure huntable it's, it's yeah. something you want to like it'll and and the, the the best thing about those decks is swindled in my opinion because it gives you like at worst, and this is again from the article, but at worst, it's a new design. Swindled. Yeah. Like even if you like if you start the turn with a an up and two upgrades in your hand, it's at worst improves your hand and gives you a new design. Let alone like digging for what you may not already have. So if you have two upgrades in your hand and swindled, and assuming another card because I know you lose card advantage. Um, well, no, you wouldn't actually. If you if you have three cards in hand, you draw two, discard two. You draw the, discard the same two. You'd be able to play both upgrades. It's just the new designs, right? If you have more than three cards in your hand, and start to turn swindle plus two plus something else. You're improving your hand and getting a new design. So, like this being a utility, that's not like this. This is why you want swindled and cards like that because you want to play this and another upgrade on the same turn, right? And yeah, this is this card is really really good. Yeah, uh, the fact that like you can just draw a card on defense without putting a card back on top if your hand isn't good, like just card draw on your opponent's turn. You're, you're like this is almost well. Come on, I mean, Scott, you were just like, telling us with pep talk that it's card draw isn't that important or card advantage isn't that important. <laughs> this gives you this gives you things to do with the cards though. That's yeah, like, it, cool. and that's what I'm getting at. So can can you Latin not to belabor the point but elaborate a little bit for everybody listening as to why it matters here that you're drawing it it and it when you're just playing pep talk doesn't matter because this allows you to put one of those this gives you something to do with the cards you draw right and and it's built into the card itself so the the, the draw and the plan are all on the same card defensively um like you, like this you, your opponent's not going to be deterred from attacking your guy that has this on it. You're going to allow them to draw a card. Like that's that's happened in other situations where, like, oh, they have some kind of positive effect on them when you they get attacked. I don't want to attack them. Like that's not going to happen. Like you're going to put this on your high value targets, try to keep them alive. They have no choice but to attack. Them. Um, 
And in the deck, like I said, in the, the decks that definitely want it, it's by far the best card. Of course. Um, but even, right. if, even if you draw something that isn't going to help you, like, you, like let's just say you have no cards in hand for whatever reason, like, it's, it still allows you to do something, which is draw a card. But if you draw, like, a blank or something like that, you don't want to put it on top, it digs further for better defense also, because you can just draw the card and not put anything on top and then flip a different card. Yep. So, at worst, it's also, like, an aerial recon on defense. Yeah. So, like, I, what doesn't this card do that you would want it to do? Yeah, it's... That's my question. I guess one of the only other thing I can add, and we'll move on quickly, is uh, it's one of the few cards that lets you do something on your opponent's turn, and that should yep. stand out to you. Not yep. you specifically, Scott, but anybody out there that, that's listening or watching, that we have very few effects that allow you to do that. And this is a pretty solid one. It's not just a, I get to look at my opponent's hand or something that is not totally meaningless, but mostly meaningless. Like, setting up your defense is obviously going to be super important. Yeah. So, that's the only thing I wanted to add to it. Um, moving on from there, we see more Shockwave-centric support, or at least I think it's going to be Shockwave-centric support, and that's Sonic Scramble. Uh, it's a green pip. Your opponent chooses and discards a card. You could hypothetically play three of them and then draw three. Don't care. By the time you set this up, your opponent has no cards in hand. No, it, it, the only way... I Yeah, I can't have a hard time imagining that you set this up and actually achieve it and it matters. It, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, I could certainly see it being you play one... They discard. Play two, they might discard. Play three, they have no cards left, then you draw three. And I don't know if spending all the energy to get all three was worth it. We don't have a treasure hunt for abilities to go find these. Right. Maybe if it had a combat pip, but I, obviously Shockwave is at least going to look at it just because it's another discard effect. Maybe. Uh, but I'm not sure it'll even make the cut there, to be perfectly honest. We'll have to say. Uh Spare parts is a green-white. If your opponent... If an opponent's card would cause a weapon or armor to be scrapped from the upgraded character, scrap this card instead. I, yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I I could have just played another important thing instead. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so this one we do have something to say about, not to gloss over the other ones, but Sparring Gear is an orange-green reinforced plating. Uh... We've I've said offline, Scott, I think you've said it, I think just about everybody we've talked to has had builds where I just wish I had more reinforced platings. Is that do you still feel that way? Do you do you think this one's gonna make the cut? Oh yeah, this part's good. Now do you foresee I I've been waffling on all of the lists that I'm tentatively uh proxying up, whether it's Three-plating three of these, three-plating two of these, or some other combination. Do you see this wholesale replacing plating, or how are, how do you see it shaping up? We're talking in decks that can only run plating and not run body armor and not run the new... Of course, because if you're running... If you have access to body armor, I mean, you're probably, you know, doing something to set up body armor. And we're talking about decks not using Windblade. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, Windblade gets, uh, <laughs> gets a special exception for a lot of stuff. <laughs> So assuming you can only run play, can't run body armor, you're not Windblade, 
um, and you can't run the new one because you're not a tank deck or something like that, then I still think plating is better because you're probably going to be a blue base deck that's going to want to run plating anyway. Right. Um, so I still think you want three plating first and probably two of these. Um, is probably. Uh oh, I'm losing you there. <laughs> Say that one more time. Because ultimately. You there? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Ultimately, it is still orange. Right. So, like, it's going to be worse than plating. Um, so I think 3-2 is, is the right ratio. I think that's where a lot of mine are falling, or at least I'm willing to shave that copy because, well, it has a green pip, so you can go find it. This one I am looking forward to because, as I said, there were a bunch of Wave 1 decks where I said, every time I find reinforced plating... This thing is smooth as butter. Every time that it doesn't see reinforced plating, it's, you know, just set all the cards on fire because the whole thing falls apart. Um, this definitely is obviously going to shore up those sort of things. So, Right. That's how I see it. So, Steamroll is our next one up. How do you feel about turning other people into Grimlock? Uh-oh. I don't know if I lost him, folks. <laughs> no, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I'm back. Because I could hear noises, but then I heard no talking. I'm like, I don't I don't quite understand what's happening. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Steamroll, gr pseudo-Grimlock. How do you feel about that? Are we assuming the rule is Grimlock can't do this twice, right? I can't imagine that that's how it would work, but I have been wrong before. So, yeah, we'll go with that. So, at first, I really like this card. And then it came to the, then I kind of realized that like, am I ever going to want to, what situations am I going to be in where I actually am going to want this card? Mm. And, and the situation is, I'm getting a big attack with the option to strike at more than one guy and I'm going to choose the smaller one in order to automatically put damage on the bigger guy, which is exactly the way Grimlock works. Mm. It's. It's it's just it, it's it's different than how Grimlock works. So like Grimlock doesn't choose to do that. It just happens to work out that way. Like I've definitely seen that situation against me playing like the three wide primes deck. Like he kills one of the little guys, and then all the damage goes over to some other guy. Um, right. So my armored up characters don't get hurt. It's the only way to hurt my armored up characters because attacking them directly is not going to get that much damage over to them. So that's where I can see where this is going to be powerful is that if I can make a singularly gigantic attack against a guy that like I'm going to kill anyway, I might as well trample over to somebody else. Yeah. So like, I think this card is probably good enough. I just right off the bat, I don't know what home it's going to have yet. My first thoughts with this were, more speaking of decks that wanted multiple reinforced platings, rare Megatron, uh, the hypothetical Sunstorm combos. Like you said, all the builds that say, this is my guy, he's a one-man army, I'm going to load him up, but you ended up losing the race in Wave 1 because only one guy is really impacting combat. So, you know, okay, I'll one-shot your guy, You've already killed off my other guys, so the remainder of your team gets to tee off on my powered-up Transformer. This lets you kind of catch up, because then you can do the Grimlock thing of, okay, well, I'll potentially wipe out more than one opposing character in a single clip. 
or, you know, cripple one of them so that maybe the little guys can do something of value. Since it's a null pip, it does become, is my turn, my action for the turn worth it? I don't know if maybe just playing burn would be better, but it is a way for you to break that combat cycle by doing this on one of those gigantic guys. Yeah, and you, like, it allows you to not waste attacks like because you're, you're yeah. not over. Exactly. That was another big issue with that of, oh, well, I have Megatron that has two Energon axes and something else on him. Great. Well, right. Th- okay, you just crushed my guy who had three health remaining. Right. Who cares? So I'm. I can certainly see it seeing play there. That's a really good. That's a really good home for it. Um, I just off the. I, I guess any other deck like that, like you know, I guess any deck that just makes giant attackers would want this. Right. You know that doesn't have ways of like getting around it otherwise. But it, it like I, I said, it comes back to, de- and it's going to take time to evaluate it. But I don't know if it's. You could just one shall stand instead. And yes, the damage is spilling over, but it matters how much damage is typically spilling over when you're doing it. Um, whether the, the three damage or, you know, playing whatever else in that slot would have mattered more. Yeah. I need to test it, but I, I think this card is good enough. I, I, I think the ability is definitely good enough, and I think you just need to find a powerful home, and I think it's fine. Right. Yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Um, so we'll move on from steamroll to tackle, which is something that it feels powerful because tapping again, kind of like defensive effects or car or effects on your opponent's turn. Tapping opposing guys is very rare. Uh, one of my thoughts was maybe this helps Dinobots in the Insecticon matchup because then you can steal some of their flips by tapping down their guys uh, and decreasing the number of turns before you wheel. But I I don't know if that's enough to do it. Since it's an orange pip, maybe it's, you know, it'll be okay. I don't know. Are, are you looking forward to sleeving this one up, or does Tackle not even, you don't care about it? What situation are you going to be tapping a guy that's going to be worse, than, better than, worse than theirs at the same star cost? Yeah, the, the only time that... So using the Dinobot scenario, if you were to swing him with Sludge first... And then swoop or snarl or the not Grimlock one taps somebody. Snarl, it, has to be, it has to be melee. Right. So so you snarl down, say, Barrage or snarl barrage. down, right. kickback, yep. you know, whatever, whatever the best option is at the moment, assuming things play out normally. So you get him with Grimlock. Hypothetically, then you get your second attack with Grimlock, which is pretty important, but I I don't know if that's good enough. You know, it, it was one of those idle thoughts that I had, and I haven't really mapped out whether that does enough. It doesn't feel like it right now. I just don't know if there's melee utility ca- characters right now. I, I haven't studied it enough to think about it yet. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what depends. Like, if there are, then we're good enough. But like you said, it has since it has to be the same or fewer stars, you're probably going to have to expend your 7-star guy for their 7-star guy, or 8 or 9 for their 7, and it's... Is that really what you want to do? Like, you, you could, could instead it just it attack. Could be. Yeah. It could be. Um, 
I, I mean, if they're planning on like turning off a kickback attack is always going to be powerful. So I guess I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, no matter what. So I guess, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I could see more play than I thought. Like, I'm, I just don't, I haven't studied how many melee guys I'm going to want to use this on yet. Yeah. It's one of those oddball things. I, the effect feels powerful, but there may be, this may be one where there's too many hoops to jump through until, uh, but the jury's still out at this stage. I mean, I also feel like Insecticons want this card as well, maybe for like tapping down flame wars and things like that to make them vulnerable. That's possible. Bring yeah. Them in, bring them into combat. Like, you know, things like that. Yeah. Bring them into combat earlier. Certainly. Um, yeah, that that's not a, if I'm ransack is melee, right? Like in one of the modes, he should be. Uh, I don't have my handy dandy companion app open at the moment, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I'm pretty sure he is. I think he's melee in alt mode and then um, ranged in bot mode, if I remember correctly. So if, the, if that's the case, that's what you want, right? Like I can see, I can see situations like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um. Um, oh god! No, I—it's I, better than I think I gave it credit for originally, right. based on some of these scenarios. So moving from there, we have testify, which you had brought up earlier. It's each player draws two. It's orange. Shockwave is probably excited by this. Is anybody else excited by this? No, I don't understand. Like this should allow you to play an ability or an upgrade from your hand or something like that. Like I don't get why why this card exists. Other than shock, other than combo decks, I don't understand why this card exists. Yeah, it, shockwave. It's shockwave. Yeah. I mean, all the things that we talked about with pep talk is also here. But you're oh, giving this your, is way worse. No, yeah, you're, way worse. you're also giving your opponent <laughs> cards. Uh, so unless you have a real good reason, I'm not real thrilled about testify. Uh, one of the last ones we're looking at is universal network access, which is again, it's even blue, so it's an ancestral recall, but. You it requires a star. Do you anticipate you're going to run this over Leap of Faith? Probably not, but this is like this is probably the second best one for control decks. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, like I would play this over the double blue. Likely again, I haven't run the math yet. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously this card's good. Um, again, because three cards to me is worth the action. Because it sets you up for so many more turns, right? Uh, and digs you so much deeper. I, I, I I'm not going to run a 24 star deck just to run this, and I'd probably want to run like a single leap of faith over a single one of these, right? But I mean, this is clearly like the second best one, like esoterically, right? Uh, like if I had to run just this would be the second one next to. Me. Yeah, I um, leap set the bar so high that it's tough to look at any of the other star cards and go, "Yep, I definitely want this thing over being able to play three cards in a turn," kind of thing. Yeah, again, bombshell. Yeah, <laughs> so I would have known this card existed or whatever. So you know that type of thing. There is that. Uh, the, <laughs> that list seems to grow a lot, <laughs> basically as yeah. we go through everything. Yep. Uh, so one of the, the last cards, I know I just said that eyes uh, vaporize, which is our blue ramming speed. Uh, I was, I was coming around on smelt and then we saw this one. Yeah. 
it, it, I said the same thing. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's, I guess when we make a list, this will clearly be in the top whatever. I mean, like, I don't think this card is necessary to have seen print, but I don't make the cards. Um, I'm surprised it did, to be honest. It felt like... And I, I have nothing to go on, but it felt like, oh, well, Orange gets ramming speed. And, you know, they get that effect where it's just pop anything, and then Blue gets whatever. It just felt weird that it's so symmetrical. I don't know why. It, it just seemed like that wasn't going to be a thing. Yeah, this card's obviously great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I dissed on ramming speed early and, and was proven wrong. Um as to how needed it was against armor, uh, this will be the exact same thing. Like, I guess it will come down to whether or not Blue Dax will run this or draw arms, to be honest with you. Draw arms is still searchable with, with, I mean, it's definitely searchable with treasure hunt, but it's also technically searchable with any draw effect that allows you to then play it. Yep. Um, but again, like I run one speed of my Blue Dax now to take care of like certain weapons and things like that that are, that are powerful, so I would certainly run this over ramming speed and blue decks. Right to the before so. we move on to characters to the uh, the drill arms point. Do you foresee the uptick in opposing up? Uh, I was going to say opposing upgrades, but that's not quite where I was going with it. Opposing <laughs> utilities slash weapons influencing that decision, or do you still think that it's primarily C armor pop armor, and that's the only thing you care about? I still think it's the only thing you care about most of the time. Um, but again, there are certain exceptions to like <sighs> control decks that want to like actually fear pierce and things like that. I think that where the game drags out that the weapon opposing weapons might be more important at certain times. Gotcha. Makes sense. Uh, so that actually concludes. If you saw me skipping around our, the action section, we'll call it that. And we have, a handful of characters to go over with everybody to uh, make the marathon as marathony as yes. it can possibly be. So I'm going to shift this over in the overlay real quick. So first one up is the new Bumblebee. So it's now... So we had the, the Megatron that we talked about way back when and then also brought it up in the beginning of this show. Now we have the action half of it, which initially had me more excited, playing the actions versus playing upgrades. But... One thing I want to call out is it feels weird that it was Bumblebee Megatron as opposed to Bumblebee Prime or Starscream Bumblebee. You know, like two characters yeah. that were on the same tier. It feels weird thematically that it's them, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, notably, he's a leader in both modes. Uh, he's obviously a car, but he's melee in, in alt mode and ranged in bot mode. Um I'm assuming you're pretty excited about this guy. You you love the Megatron. Is there any reason you feel that the action version is not as good? No, I feel like the action version is better. But, That's um, yeah. Not to put I'm words in your, your mouth there. <laughs> start your engines as a card, right? I mean, yeah, that is a thing. So do, I guess that opens the obvious question of this guy replaces Super Rare Bumblebee. In my opinion, yes. I. I think, I think you can make that deck so consistent it's unreal to just yeah. do whatever you want every single turn, given him and given um, confidence and things like that. I just think that you can do exactly what you want every single turn. Oh, shout out to so Chad. Real, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Scott. Shout yeah. out to Chad who's, uh came in because of the, the delay on what we're saying versus Chad. Uh, basically, the 
and I apologize. I have no idea how to say your name. Um, it, he's, they're saying, considering how strong certain utilities and weapons are in Wave 2, I do see blue decks running Vaporize over Drill Arms. And yes, I that was kind of what I was saying. I could definitely see it happening. Um, it's going to take some time to evaluate it, and I think that's what Scott was saying as well, because most of the time, the armor is what you want to pop. And even the utilities, yes, you want to hit that one for the Starstream decks. Uh, security, whatever, it's escaping me right now. We just talked about it like five minutes ago. Um, but say it's a field communicator. They already did their thing. Uh, it, it's going to depend how many need to sit and play and actually do see play. Obviously, early on, you're going to see a lot of weird stuff, but eventually it'll distill down to what you're going to see most commonly. So, but it's I do agree with you guys. It's the searchable nature of, of draw arms that makes it really good. That, exactly, yeah. If Vaporize was somehow an equipment, obviously we'd never have that discussion. Uh, it would just, right. that would be the one. Um, or if we ever see a treasure hunt for abilities, which I kind of doubt we will, but maybe, then it changes the discussion entirely as well. Right. Um, but not to to sidetrack everything. So back on Bumblebee, obviously Cars is excited. Do you see this guy spawning his own lists as a result of this? No, because Mirage could already spawn those lists. So like, if like you want to do some kind of funky thing like that, you always have Mirage to do it. Well, but he does have... Um, I mean, he costs an extra star. He has, I think, better stats in both modes. And he also has a relevant... Like, yes, Mirage's ability is good, but I couldn't even... I don't think I've ever triggered it. No, I'm just saying, like, the, the play extra action is mm. is solid. I, just, I, I don't think that... I, I guess if... Like, if you, if you need a random 10 star, he's still really good. Yep. I just think that I, I just think in car decks he's extremely good. Yes, he's. Uh, so we are getting legacy tribal support, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, we were yeah. going to get more cars, but yeah, this this looks like it's going to slot in rather nicely into those lists. And he's like six attack in bot mode, doesn't he? Yeah, he's six fourteen one and five fourteen two. So yeah, it's those a, are massive stats. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate that he has the lower defense in uh, bot mode where you want to attack with that one, but. It's with 14 health, it's still kind of a, a, a okay, you know, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I'll, uh, I'll start your engines, get to play another action, and then just go nuts on the turn that I'm setting up for because you drew me cards. But he, he gets around the, the, the positive of the other Bumblebee being able to attack wherever he wants. By being able to play an extra action, you can just play a direct damage card and yep. then that is the equivalent of being able to attack probably where you it's not as good to attack where you'd want especially if he's suited up but like it's <laughs> it's as good to to get and to have this effect like the rest of the game of a card cards or you know card advantage engine as well as like just on demand play extra actions and yep. the other like combination with wheeljack that allows you to play to dig deeper and and starter engines and things like that like this is just really good in my opinion yeah i'm pretty excited to sleeve this guy up it, it's also for all everybody out there that was upset about there being rare combiners and things like that this guy's a common and he's seeming like he's going to replace the super rare from the previous set so yeah. uh 
<laughs> rip everybody who was trying to <laughs> get rid of those super rares as quick as they could, I guess. <laughs> um, one of the other characters we got, it was the very last reveal was Ruckus, who he's in, no um, star cares. Yeah. He, he's just kind evil, of whatever. evil beachcomber. Don't even know who he is. Move yeah. On. He, uh, yeah. I feel like he should have been a truck, but I guess he's not. Cause like you said, I'm pretty sure I, now that I have my, my desk in a new area, I can actually look at my collection. I'm pretty sure I have this guy somewhere, but anyway, yeah, he three defense in, in alt mode. That's a thing, I guess. He costs like a, he costs like a billion, right? Yeah, he costs eleven stars. I mean, he has seven. He has seven attack in bot mode, but yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't have a whole lot to say on him. I have about as much he's to say about him as the text. Right? He's yeah, not right? <laughs> that that that's the most apt way to put it. For the same cost, you could have had a blitzwing. Exactly. Uh, now, Skywarp, you might have more positive things to say about Scott. He's a plane. He's a specialist, and he has. Kind of the Starscream thing, but this time for for blank battle pip cards. Yeah, I don't care that he's a plane. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get you to say you like planes. Care. I'm getting you to like planes. <laughs> if, if it's not an aerial I don't care that it's a plane. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy's awesome. Uh, so all you have to do is play when you're attacking. All you have to do is play a colorless guard, and he gets the plus three. Yep. Attack. So he's a six one attacking. Um, all you have to do is flip a colorless to give him essentially plus three defense. I mean, so again, if we didn't have the defensive data pad, I would have to figure out like how many cards I was actually like how many blanks could you actually run where Before your regular combats were terrible on the other characters. Yeah, where it becomes a burden on the other characters, but that is now out the window. Yep, with the defensive data pad. So, um, yeah, this guy is obviously a deck archetype onto himself. Um, I actually wish I could run it with the star screen, but I just don't want to run a two character, 23 star list. Right. Um, so then like, you run two leap of fates. You could, I, I'm <laughs> not big. I'm no longer big on two character lists. Like just seeing the, the advantage that the three character lists have had with me recently. Right. Um, but I, I think that'll ebb and flow over time. Yeah, I mean, but I definitely have a home for this guy, and it involves at least like at least seven colorless cards. I mean, anytime that you, I mean, this other character that can also flip the alt mode and get a card back from your scrap pile, it doesn't cost thirteen. Yes, that is also of note, which is pretty cool. And so, considering so most like, of those will be burn spells, like that, that's pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, this guy's like so above the curve, I can't even fathom. Um, granted he has like, obviously poor defense, obviously like poor base attack, but does that even matter? Like who cares? Well, the, I obviously having not run the numbers, um, and they would probably be wrong and I'd have to double check them with Scott anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the odds are, especially given the, Aerial Recon, which may or may not be running a few copies, the defensive plan card, whether he'll hit three swings into him or whether that even matters. So if you whiff, you're you're taking a significant chunk of damage in bot mode because you have zero defense, presumably. Uh, 
Well, you're gonna have to, you're probably gonna have tough two also. We agree, right? I mean, this is where your of course this is where your certain number of reinforced platings come into play as well. Exactly. So it it's gonna depend on, and that's one of the questions in my mind, and not a is this guy playable at all? Because I agree with you. I think he defines a deck himself in one way, shape, or form or another. Uh, I just don't know what or again whether it matters if he whiffs twice defensively will he get to that third attack or does it matter if he does because on the offensive side you were just playing the cards anyway kind of thing he's what 10 hit points 13 oh yeah, yeah thir- three thirteen zero in yes. both modes yeah both modes that is wild to me i mean it's not the first one we've seen but being a specialist is important <laughs> as we've seen for a number of other cards so him being a specialist is not as important because um, he wants a defensive plan card over field communicator being permanently on him. But obviously, you just play field communicator and then immediately just get rid of it. Yeah, uh, to the to the other card. It's kind of uh, you you're playing it to. I mean, assuming you have no other specialist, you can just use it simply to dig for that thing, or you know, power him up. All it's a plasma burst off the top, zap that guy, or shock that exactly. guy, get in there. Yeah, I wish he was ranged for Mark. I mean, he's on marksmanship, so I wish he was ranged. But um, right. you can definitely run in with characters that are, and then he'll just have all the direct damage. That's good. <laughs> um, I mean, that was something that I mentioned in our, our review way back when of Wave 1 or, or going through it. Like, I, I always wondered if a null pip centric build would be a thing, and I guess, well, we're about to find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of this guy. Yeah. Um... I just hope that the home I have for him is like is good enough. But um, the 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 only issue, obviously, is if you don't if, if the defensive plan card gets destroyed, and or if for some reason you don't already have armor, you should be running a plethora of it, and you don't have um, the defensive plan card on him. Obviously, you know you want him to be your third attacker to allow you to set all that stuff up. Um, but assuming you can do that. Uh, this is like, this is pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, like chat was saying earlier, that may be a point in Vaporize's column or Ramming Speed's column for that matter, simply because they can pop those utilities. And that, like you said, without an armor, he's super vulnerable then. He could just up and croak because of that. Uh, If your opponent can't get through it, though, they're probably in a world of hurt because 13 health with three defenses a lot like that's a lot to get through <laughs> and presumably like um the uh armor like as well tough yeah two tough two or times. you know whatever the case may be uh so those were the new characters with the exception of something that would probably spawn a whole lot of other discussions for other reasons um we we were gonna try and bring those up on a future show but this one's already been going long so we don't want to you know drag it out too much and that's omega supreme so in order to acquire him he's not actually going to be in packs he's going to be in well actually by the time this goes up it's already well right now i think it's too late to already get him through the loot crate um and that's apparently the only way to get this guy not in America. In America, in America in UK, yes. In the UK and I think other locations, he's going to be the come to the come to your release event, and you'll get one. Yes, 
based on that, I would imagine that there will be other ways. Yeah, sorry, Orangitis. We uh, we didn't last very long on Ruckus <laughs> um, or linger very long on Ruckus. Um, so Omega Supreme, I I like this guy. I liked him a lot more when I looked at it. Real, like I was looking on my phone, and I was like, he's only fifteen stars. That's spectacular. <laughs> And then it turned out he wasn't 15 stars. And uh, I'm a little less excited about him, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, the hunker down ruling with that tough armor helps this guy a lot. Yeah. He's... Because he, he's a tank and spaceship in alt mode. Yep. One thing that's come up that I'll... I'll um, uh, oh, God, sorry. It just depends on whether or not you can... you uh, Like... I mean, my default is just to run him a flame war, but um, how much health does he have? Like a million? Twenty-four. That's like a million. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's close enough to a million. I I don't think he's that good, but I don't think he's that bad, like other people think either. Especially this hunger down rolling is massive for him. He seems fine. Like it, it he has a a high enough base attack. He obviously is forcing your opponent to spread damage. If you're playing defensively, you know, you may only be taking two on each at a turn per attack. You know, if you, you throw some armor down, you're playing blues already. Uh, he has a direct he has direct damage built into his flip. Uh, what I was going to say earlier is a lot of people have been questioning what the, the P2 means. I don't know if there's going to be some weird set of rules for him or not no it just means promo too I don't that's what i'm assuming one. yeah i i since they haven't split it up to like they didn't have three cards for him it wasn't the spaceship mode was different from the tank mode they're just on the old mode it feels like it's just simply promo and that's it yeah. uh orangitis and chat is saying this card is sort of a wait till cards to support spaceships and guardians come out type to me i could see that but at the same time it's also you're starting in play with a single guy that has seven attack, twenty four health. Like maybe there's something there. Like Scott, you were saying, flame war seems obvious, and then you just throw in leap of faith and call it a day. Maybe that's good enough. Um, or it could fall into the metroplex category of where it's always kind of lurking on the periphery. There is the threat of this, but right now there just aren't that many worthwhile six star characters. Uh, there aren't that many full stop, let alone ones that you're really excited to line up with this guy, I don't think. Like, I'm, I'm not I'm not chomping at the bit to, to slam down this guy and demolish her. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think that, like, a 10 attack plus whatever um, like action card you're going to play for the turn makes this guy good enough. Like, I just don't think you can... I don't think he can get big enough to matter... Yeah, like isn't like isn't Optimus still just going to be bigger than this guy like all the time? I would imagine. Like, yeah, it it, re it clearly wants to be grindy, and like you said, the fact that you can hunker down back superior plating is relevant. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it's relevant enough is up for debate. I was brought up. But a you chat have you, oh, you have less action phases to get that going. That's the problem. Like in a three character list, it's a lot mm -hmm. different than the two character list. Yeah. It was brought up in chat to potentially run Warpath, and yes, you could. I don't know if, kind of to what Scott was saying, that 
I don't know if you're doing enough with the stars you're spending in that case. You could just simply run Battlefield Legend, have a lot more breathing room for other accessories to to stuff in there, and possibly always be bigger than this guy. Obviously, outside of hit points, but you know, you could relatively consistently slam for 10 to 11 with Battlefield Legend. This guy doesn't have that luxury in a lot of cases. You might be tankier, but I, I don't know if that's enough. I mean, the Warpad thing, I guess, does kind of help because it gives you confidence, which allows you to inspiring and then, oh no, just play confidence and then hunker down. Yeah. So to put the armors in your yard, in your scrapyard, and then get them back, I mean, I think that play is better than what I was saying with Flame War. Yes. Because it gives you con- it gives, gives you confidence. But you, as long as you, it's, you have to pull that off, that's the, that's the issue. Yeah. I mean, it's it is a thing. I'm I know I did order the loot crate. I am going to try this guy out just for the sake of it. Uh, I don't have any personal attachment to Omega Supreme, uh, other than he was a very annoying boss in War for Cybertron. But uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if he would have cost different amounts. It would have been too good. Maybe I, I don't know. It, it's really this hunker down rule, like makes him at all playable. I, I just think that like the two character nature of that deck is just going to make it difficult for it to win. Uh, but maybe there'll be something eventually that makes it better. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I as I said, I'm gonna try him, mm-hmm. it, but it really is me- the measuring stick is. Is he better than Battlefield Legend at any point? And if he is, how consistently? Because otherwise it's... Okay, well, yes, superior plating is better than body armor. Is the tough four going to be that much better than body armor on Prime? And I I, I don't know. I mean, you also flip and get what a damage out of the deal. Also, I mean, it, again, it's not insignificant. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the, that ruling certainly helps the deck. Like, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, you know. yeah. I just don't know if it, it's it's still up in the air. But we'll we'll have to see. The the uh, he isn't immediately jumping out to me as oh yeah, I'm playing this guy. This is a deck right now, or at least I'm not seeing it immediately. Whereas some of the other characters we've talked about are yeah, this guy is definitely going into this or starting that. Uh, right. This one needs a little more massaging. Yep. So, assuming that I didn't miss something because there were a lot of cards released, that should do it at at two minutes eleven seconds officially. According, if assuming that uh, Twitch is telling me the correct thing. So, Scott, you had mentioned your article that should be going up and should have been up by the time this actually officially airs. Um. No, I haven't got my loot crate there, Dan. I just ordered it. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you wanted to plug before we sign off? Um, so this will go live the the week though. This will go up on a Monday. Uh, look for interviews we did at at the last end of Wave One uh, case event that we had at Top Deck Games in what's it Collingswood, uh, New Jersey. So take a look for that interview coverage that we did we didn't do match coverage we did a lot of interview coverage so take a look for that yep 
So uh, those, you can find them on both VectorSigma.info. You can find them on VectorSigma.info, the YouTube channel. Uh, obviously, as we move on, finally, <laughs> as much as I love spoilers, I, I mentioned to Scott offline that I'm really excited to actually dive into use these cards, whether I have them physically or not, because I'm proxying up a bunch of stuff because I have a thousand and one deck lists, and if I don't get them out of my head, it's all I'm thinking about right now. So uh, definitely hit us up with any feedback. I appreciate everybody that was participating in chat. Shout out to everybody that was actually saying stuff. If you're lurking, that's perfectly fine as well. Uh, look for this sometime next week to you guys that are in chat. Um, that kind of does it unless there's any last second things you want to bring up. No, I guess just um, our plan for uh, Wave Two is to is to videotape and 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 possibly even live um, some uh, like initial playtesting games that we open once we start opening the product. So, right right out of the gate, you're going to start seeing new cards to play. Um, I guess the plan for us will be some combination of talking about updates to old decks and new decks that have spawned. Um, we have multiple. Uh, large constructed events coming up already in yeah. March scheduled, so we will have results from them to talk about as well. Um, which I'm assuming most new players, will, most players will run new decks, so there'll be plenty to talk about there. If it's not just us doing well and other people, things we might have missed. So there's a lot to come when it comes to talking about like the actual strategies around this stuff. It looks like uh, Dan, is that a spoiler you're bringing out there? Live showcase games on Saturday the second. You're going to live stream it from there. On, yeah, Facebook Live or, or uh, YouTube Live. Or... Ooh, I didn't realize that he was going to be able to do that, so that's news to me. I, I, uh, I've been out of the loop for personal reasons recently, mm. so uh, I'm still catching up, even though we've been running this show. It's some of the ancillary things that everybody else is pitching in about. I've been uh, only recently able to catch on. Uh, yep. Shout out to Pregame Sideboard. Thank you for the host. Uh, thank you for everybody that's joining from his channel. I apologize you caught us right at the end, but um, Scott was just filling us in on a lot of cool stuff that's coming up. Look for us next week. We are obviously still dissecting things. We'll be talking more about our general thoughts on the next show, and then a couple other things that uh, will go from there. Yep. Oh, they, that live stream is going to be uh, from inside mark's house itself that that should be exciting <laughs> yeah so yes, um, i apologize i i said that wrong all right yeah. everybody i've been rambling enough i've been keeping scott long enough thank you for watching thank you for listening and everybody tune in next time for more randoms thoughts